Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be our upcoming lunar eclipse that is taking place between July 4th and July 5th. So depending on where you are, um, the day of the eclipse may be a little bit different. Keeping in mind, I do reside in Austin, Texas, so the time that I use is going to be Central Standard Time. I also want to remind you all that I am a sidereal astrologer. I follow the sidereal zodiac, so if you follow the Western astrology system, these signs are not going to be correct. And I have a few things to get into before I talk about the cosmic astrology. The first thing is that I do have an upcoming training coming up. It's going to be an upcoming training coming up, a training coming up on July 11th. So if you're wanting to learn the basic fundamentals of sidereal astrology, we will be talking about the houses and the signs and the planets. I love teaching the beginners course. I think it's going to be so much fun. So if you are interested, if you do want to hop in, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on group study module, I believe, or group study membership click on that tab and you'll get a lot more information. The other thing that I want to discuss is that on a podcast recently, I used the word powwow and I got an email from a listener and they said, Hey, like, I'm just letting you know that you use this word and it was out of context. This is a Um, traditional holy ceremony in my culture. And I just wanted to point that out, that you're not using it properly. And I was so glad that she sent me that email. And I'm sharing this because I think it's such an important time to, well, I mean, there are a few different things. The first thing is that I drafted the segment and I'm going to fix it to properly state what I was trying to communicate without, you know, appropriating culture or offending anybody. And I could have done that without bringing it up, right? But I think it's a really important time to talk about it because there is so much in our language that has underlying um, hints of oppression or appropriation or misuse. And so pointing it out and saying like, that is not appropriate, it was not in the correct um, context, To me, it is very meaningful that we are really being mindful about this. We're talking about it. And most of all, using me as an example, everybody makes mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes. It's how we approach it that counts. So owning up to it, recognizing that it wasn't right, it wasn't appropriate, it wasn't respectful, and then changing our behavior to create an environment that is more supportive Um, recognizing these really important cultural traditions, right? By using the word powwow in in a context that isn't appropriate, I'm bypassing all of the rich cultural meaning to it Um, which has so many other complicated layers of colonization and oppression and disrespect. So anyway, I wanted to use that as an example. It may not seem like a big deal to some people, but it is a big deal. And when we hear that, when we hear this type of language in one another and we recognize it, certainly important to point it out, um, you know, being supportive, really working to 
decolonizer language. So definitely excited about that. And I wanted to point that out and talk to y'all about it. So talking about the cosmic astrology, and I say cosmic astrology because everything is interwoven and what is happening here on earth is a direct reflection of what is happening in the cosmos and vice versa. And so right now the cosmos are very much, the configurations are showing that it's time for a change. The, you know, the structures that were built improperly, the structures that have failed so many people are coming into the light and it's time for us to rebuild them and acknowledge them. And so by working um, to support social justice, to support these movements, that's actually a reflection of the astrology. So really what I'm sharing, I feel like is completely on point. Um, but moving into the more cosmic facets of astrology, so we do have an upcoming eclipse taking place on July 4th, 2020, and this eclipse is going to be in the sign of Sagittarius, and this is going to be a lunar eclipse. Something that I wanted to talk to y'all about is that solar eclipses, in my experience, tend to really shake things up energetically. There does tend to be a lot of heat. There tends to be um, a lot of this outward expressed energy. And when there are lunar eclipses, it tends to be more of this deep internal experience. And so I'm, I'm curious to hear y'all's experience with this as well. So send me an email and let me know. And so that being said, with this eclipse coming up on July 4th, it's such a wonderful time to meditate, do personal reflections, mantra and mudra. And I hear people actually ask this quite often. I forget that people may not know what a mudra is. Um, and because I've spent so much time in the yoga community, right? We just kind of like throw around this lingo. So thank you for letting me know. A mudra is an energetic channel that you create with your hands. And so in yoga, we do asana, which are the physical postures. And when you put your body in a posture, it's creating a circuit of energy. When we put our hand in a posture, we are creating a circuit of energy. Okay, so for example, connecting the pointer finger and thumb together, this is Gyan Mudra. You've probably seen this a lot in images. This is your Jupiter finger. So you're creating an energetic channel for Jupiter. So utilizing Mudra is very powerful. Mantra with chanting. Um, and this eclipse particularly, This is such a powerful time for doing deep inner reflection on what is true. And truth, I have these conversations with my partner all the time because this is something that's always fascinated me. It's very subjective. There are very few truths that we can all agree on to be the truth and that is objective, right? I mean, and this is how I see things. This is, my, this is my subjective truth. And so searching for what is true for you and what truth means. And I'm going to talk about the astrological configurations. So first of all, this day in particular is going to be excellent for teachers and teachings. And I promise I'm going to come back to the truth thing. Our teachers... Each and every one of us is 
a combination of our teachings. And, you know, when I move throughout my day, or let's say a yoga practice, for example, I'm moving throughout my yoga practice, and as I'm practicing, I think about each of my teachers and postures, like, oh, Selena taught me this, or oh, Cavill taught me this. And it's like, they are interwoven into the practice, into my yoga practice. They are combining to make it what it is. I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing in a yoga class without my teachers. And this is just um, a microcosm, right? Because in our lives, we come across various people. We learn different things and we we become a combination of these lessons. And so this day is such a beautiful day to pay homage to our teachers. It would be a good time to sit down with a piece of paper and reflect on who has completely impacted your life? Who's totally changed it? It could have been a teacher in middle school. It could have been a coach or a pastor. And write about them. Write about what they taught you, how they changed their your life. You may even consider writing them a note of appreciation or sending them a quick text or an email and just saying, hey, thank you so much for doing this. So it could be a person. It could also be a movie or a piece of literature, music. It could be a holy book. For me, it's the Upanishads, and I'm actually going to read you a passage from it, and I'll include the translation that I'm using in the show notes, so watch out for that. Um, But it could be, you know, a book on mindfulness, like the power of now. It could be the Bible, right? It could be the Bhagavad Gita, but it's a wonderful time to sit down with these things and reflect on them, read them, and appreciate how they've made you who you are. And the other thing I want to note, and this is my own personal experience, I want to say the majority of information I have in my system is borrowed. Like my teachers gave it to me, they lended it to me, it was a gift. There are occasional moments where I get this burst of inspiration from the universe and I'm like, oh, I had a realization. I noticed something on my own. But even that, I feel like, is this divine gift from the cosmos that I am just borrowing for the time being. And so I love the idea of giving information. That's why I have a podcast. I really enjoy sharing information. And so it's also just a wonderful time to focus on gratitude and generosity and this beautiful interwoven fabric of universal knowledge that we're all taking part in. And now the other thing that I want to say is that guru, guru means teacher. And this means the dispeller of the darkness or the one who brings light to darkness. With this notion, I like to think of each individual already having all of the knowledge of the universe inside of them. And when they meet a special teacher, that teacher kind of shines a light onto those bits of knowledge. With that being said, all of our gurus are going to have different colored light, different size of light, different shape of light. And so what we find, the knowledge that we find, the truth that we find is going to have that subjective nature. It's going to be different for everybody. And so the truth that we hold on to from our gurus, let's say uh, we were in a religion growing up and our teachers and our pastors taught us a certain way, that information is very Jupiterian. 
And sometimes we can get very attached to these belief systems and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful belief system. I want to say that K2 is the one who separates the real from the unreal. K2 is the objective truths. There's a passage in the Yoga Sutras saying that the only objective truths are essentially the things that remain true on all sacred texts. So if we were to read every single sacred text, the things that stay consistent could be considered objective. And I thought that that was so phenomenal. Um, And this is very much how I interpret K2 to be. K2 can separate um, the material from the non-material plane. So we're living in this material world when we meditate and we connect with this other realm. That is K2 coming in and separating the difference. And I'm saying all of this because on this eclipse, the moon is going to be right between Jupiter and K2. These two incredibly spiritual, incredibly knowledgeable and enlightening planets. So it's this amazing time to contemplate on your beliefs, um, your belief systems, what is very true for you. What do you know to be true, right? And this is going to be really important in the upcoming months because we are going to see the radicalization of belief systems. We are going to see a lot of divisiveness, um, a lot of extremism, uh, people clinging to their beliefs to the point of being harmful, truly. Um, And so, again, it's just a really important time to reflect on these things. And I think that this is going to show up in many ways. I think it's going to show up in regards to human rights. I think it will be in regards to COVID. You know, we see these people freaking out about wearing a mask. We see people freaking out about not wearing a mask. We're going to see this division. Um, I think that, again, it's just going to be very divisive. And so now that we are aware of this, we have the ability to be loving and to be kind and to appreciate and respect subjective and objective truth and do our best to protect ourselves and our families and not do harm to other people or shame other people um, or get caught up in this idea that what we know is right because there are very few things in life that we can all agree on are right, right? And every every single person's opinion and belief is valid and important, of course, as long as it's not directly hurting somebody else, right? We want to be mindful of that. So... This is such a powerful eclipse for those beliefs. Going back to that meditation, right? So the Jupiterian energy is focusing on your gurus, reading your texts, uh, reflecting. K2 is meditating, um, spending time in the ethereal, looking at truth beyond our eyes, right? Even beyond our ears, that universal truth that truly is interwoven into the fabric of everything. So I hope that this was helpful. I also want to say that Mercury is retrograde. So be mindful of having miscommunications. I think that it's an excellent time to have conversations about philosophy, but there is going to be that heightened chance of arguing. 
So be very mindful with communicating your thoughts. Try to stay very open to the thoughts and opinions of others. Choose your words wisely. Venus is going to be direct. Venus went direct on the 25th. So I hope that whatever lessons you learned through this Venus retrograde um, of intimacy, how you show up to love, how you operate in love, I hope that you can now go go forth and prosper because Venus is not going to retrograde again for 18 months. So when Venus does retrograde again, it's this time to really reflect on intimacy, reflect on romance, how we operate in intimacy, maybe reviewing past relationships. And when Venus is direct, it's very much, you know, for the most part, for most of us, it's going to be this functioning Venus of moving forward, making future plans. And this is actually something that I did want to talk about. Um, by the time the eclipse comes, Jupiter, Pluto is going to move into Sagittarius on the 29th. Jupiter, I believe, will be on the 30th. So they're going to be right back to back. This is really going to change the tone. This is really going to change the tone of things. I think that conflict will arise. I think that things are going to get really heated. And I think that trying to focus on the things that you can control with every action, with every thought, with every word, you can infuse that with power and change and love. You have the ability to do that. And so really try not to allow outside influences to make you forget how incredibly powerful you are. I know how many people listen to this podcast, and if all of us were to do this, which I believe you know we are, I so believe in all of you, um, we can do a lot to change our lives and the lives of those around us. So really focusing on what you can control. It's not the best time to make future plans because there are so many retrograding planets, but it's a good time to make future fantasy. So maybe just thinking of ideas that you would like to do in the future, things you would like to do, places you would like to go, people you would like to see, not making any concrete plans, but it is a good time to kind of instill yourself with that hope that these times are going to get easier, they're going to get better, we're going to see a lot change for the better, I think. I think that things are going to change for the better, but I think that things are going to get a little bit worse first throughout this year. Um, but into 2021, we are going to see that change. You all know I've been talking about Saturn and Pluto, that really powerful structural change is coming from that combination of Saturn and Pluto. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that most of what I talk about comes from Pluto uh, return in the U.S. And we are going to see changes in the economy and currency and, you know, the structures like really we're going to we're going to see big, big change for that transit. But now Pluto is moving back into Sagittarius. And so this is why we're going to feel this energetic shift. Things are going to feel like they're pulling back. When they're talking about the second wave of coronavirus, we are going to see numbers increase. Things become a little bit more grim. Um, and things are going to feel different. It, it is going to feel like we're getting pulled back. Um, it's going to change. It's going to get easier. I do believe that things are going to get much, much better. We just have to hold on to that hope once again. Talking a little bit about that Mars um, 
Mars is still in that point between K2 and Rahu, so the heat is high. It is in Pisces, you know, so that, in my opinion, that does make it um, a little bit easier. It does bring somewhat of a spiritualizing nature to it, but it's still in that midpoint. Things are still pretty hot. I do think that we're going to continue to see more conflict. Um, now, I am going to go ahead and wrap up, but just kind of doing a little brief synopsis on the eclipse, focus on your teachers, pay homage to your teachers, reflect on your teachings. Think about the difference between subjective and objective truth and what that means for you. Send love letters to your gurus. That could be your parents or your friends. It could be, you know, someone who's drastically impacted your life. Please make time to meditate. Sit quietly. Sit quietly five to ten minutes. You know, if you can go longer, go longer, but at least five to ten minutes. I'm going to read you a passage from the Upanishads. As a lump of salt thrown in water dissolves and cannot be taken out again, though wherever we taste the water it is salty, even so, beloved, the separate self dissolves in the sea of pure consciousness, infinite and immortal. Separateness arises from identifying the self with the body, which is made up of the elements. When this physical identification dissolves, there can be no more separate self. This is what I want to tell you, beloved. I'm going to read it one more time. As a lump of salt thrown in water dissolves and cannot be taken out again, though wherever we taste the water, it is salty. Even so, beloved, the separate self dissolves in the sea of pure consciousness, infinite and immortal. Separateness arises from identifying the self with the body, which is made up of the elements. When the physical identification dissolves, there can be no more separate self. This is what I want to tell you, beloved. Again, I'm going to post the translation for you in the show notes if you want to learn more. So I hope that this podcast was helpful and also bringing a little bit more understanding to the way that I perceive Jupiter and K2 to be because both are such spiritualizing and illuminating planets and they can operate so differently, right? So Jupiter is going to be these more radicalized beliefs, sometimes sometimes more radicalized, but more of our like religious beliefs. And K2 is going to be that um, very true essence, right? That very one truth is K2, in my opinion. Curious to hear y'all's thoughts. So if you would like to schedule a reading with me, please email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.